listening to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. This is episode 538. My name's Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Wayne, as we take a, uh, maybe not a deep dive, but a moderate dive into the Marvel superhero film Thor Ragnarok, which, dude, I looked, by the way, it was originally released on my birthday. Really? Yeah. Cool. So... Not that I would have gone to see yeah, it for I my mean, birthday, but well, one of my comments will actually be how a little bit one thing that was different seeing it in the theater that I just have not been able to replicate at home. Yeah, no, I certainly can understand that. But uh, all right, well, uh, a- answer me this. Okay, I'm not sure what's worse. The to get them, you know political comment uh, the the uh, comment that the republican house leader mike johnson made today that we're going to release the january 6 footage but we're going to blur the faces of the rioters because we don't want the doj prosecuting them okay um what uh, <laughs> party of law and order uh okay i guess that's bad or when I got home from a quick shopping trip and I was trying to juggle too many things, as you know, I'm a big tea drinker. So, mm-hmm. you know, you guys out there, I, I drink unsweetened tea. I brew it myself. Uh, think about the friend you have that is the most prolific coffee drinker. I got him or her beaten, clearly. Okay. Anyway, so I've got my I do remember you like tea. tea. I, I as well enjoy tea. And yes. instead of coffee, but I think yeah. you like really not quite as much as you. Yeah, and I drink iced tea, so I've got, so I've got my Tupperware cup still half full of tea because I just had a quick, you know, shot down one forty, and I was only gone about a half hour. And I'm juggling, you know, the pickup from the pharmacy, uh, Shoppers Food Warehouse, and instead of making two trips, I'm like, nah, I, I can do it in one. I dropped my keys into the tea. Now you might say, well, what's the big deal? Well, dude, I mean, I've got the, you know, the, the remote. You got the fob on there. The fob on there. Yeah. Not one, but two. Probably don't take well to liquids. Right. But since even when Mary and I drive her car, I typically drive. So I've got two fobs. Uh, So I don't, you know, you, you like, I'll put it in rice well, no, don't put it in rice because rice will. I, anyway, so I didn't take them in. I put did them in rice. I, I just did it today. So uh-huh. I, I read just as many things about not putting it in rice as putting it in. Then I read something like, well, if it wasn't in there too long, they're they're not you know watertight, but they're waterproof. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll let them go a day and. <laughs> Yeah. you know those are my expensive car. to replace so yeah no kidding now my car if, if if mine doesn't work i'll just take the other one because you know mary never drives my car i don't know if she's ever driven my car so right. b- her car which is somewhat newer still not new but uh yeah i probably would go ahead and replace it but anyway we'll see so well don't you have did they not give you a backup fob oh yeah 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 i got two. Oh, you're good then man yeah, yeah, right, right. So anyway, so uh, we'll put up a poll, which is worse, Mike Johnson's comment or Dave dropping <laughs> two key fobs into his Not to belittle tea. your 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 key incident, Dave, yeah. but I'd probably have to go with uh, the um, protecting uh, insurgents. Yeah. Anyway, all right, speaking of insurgents, those of you out there, if you want to uh, leave some feedback, we typically record on Mondays. So any feedback's got to be in Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. If you do it via audio, six-minute time limit. All right. What are you watching this week? Okay. So I got a lot, but I'm going to get through them pretty quickly. So first of all, I talked about Miracle Workers. Uh, I was able to watch season four. You can access it on demand via TBS. I would just have to watch those things. I keep forgetting that every now and then when you watch regular TV, there's these things that pop up in between the programming that, like, they're trying to sell me stuff, Dave. I hate those things. Um, Oh, yeah. But it was – the last season was okay. It wasn't quite as good as the others. It was – takes place – it's a post-apocalyptic kind of Mad Max thing. It was – I mean, still fairly funny and everything, but, you know, 
It's a, that's a solid meh. Um, I finally watched the Netflix movie The Pale Blue Eye with Christian Bale, um, which was actually pretty good. I mean, I, not I shouldn't say actually because I know I heard a lot of good things about it, but I, I tend to like the just the you know the Netflix movies themselves. Oftentimes, I'm not really super jazzed about, but this one was was pretty good and everything. So because. It's Christmas season. My daughter now uh, on each night of the weekend wants to watch, have a family movie night where we watch Christmas movies. And I was trying to steer her towards one that I actually had not seen before. And so instead of trying to watch Home Alone or Elf for about the 20 millionth time, um, I said, hey, here's this movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger called Jingle All the Way. Let's watch that one. Turns out, Dave... That was a terrible, terrible idea. Jingle All the Way might be the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, you could have watched Die Hard. That is correct. And probably the next time I'm going to suggest Die Hard because we have that movie on DVD. Uh, but Jingle All the Way was awful. I, I, can't, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It was so bad. But the next night we watched one, which I had seen before, but it had been ages since we saw it. And it was called Arthur Christmas, which is an animated, quite a sweet little movie that I thought was very nice for a Christmas movie. So that was, that was I'll probably have more holiday movie recaps for you in the next couple weeks. And last but not least, I think we're going to talk, are we going to talk about Doctor Who extended like next week or something? Well, we might do it in a take five format. Okay. So I'm not going to say a lot, except that the... RTD return to Doctor Who is so far everything I had hoped it would be. It is absolutely fabulous. Uh, the you know old swerve is back in Doctor Who. To see David Tennant and Catherine Tate together again is awesome. And uh, but love the two episodes. I know we only have one more, and then uh, you know the the Christmas special where. Um, I don't know if Chi got what takes over before then. I don't know if he's going to take over at the end of this next week or during that special. But either way, um, I didn't think we'd ever get to see David Tennant. Uh, okay, I'm lying if I say I didn't get to see David Tennant again because they did already bring him back once, right? And so sure. I thought that um, it's not surprising. But I'm glad that they brought him back. I'm certainly glad because Catherine Tate, in opposition to most other people that I know, but I think she's my favorite companion, Donna Noble. And uh, it's been awesome. Cool. All right. Um, I'm going to stay in uh, Eastern Europe, as I have been wont to do, although I have been in Scandinavia quite a bit. And it's a series called Hilka. Now, it's spelled C-H-Y-L-K-A. But as I've mentioned numerous times, Apparently, you know, Prime Video, Netflix, they figure, well, American audiences, they aren't going to buy into a show that's called the name of the main character. So we're going to call this one The Defense because the main character is a defense lawyer. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, this is Polish crime drama ran, uh, I believe, 2015 to 2022. And it follows the exploits of Hilka, who is this hard-drinking lawyer at a top law firm. Uh, you know, when she's at home, she's wearing her sleeveless black heavy metal T-shirts. Uh, she's probably a, supposed to be about late 30s, maybe 40 or so. Her refrigerator is like this kind of half-size, half-stack Marshall amplifier. <laughs> so it's, you know, That's it's very cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, it is very cool. And, and, and part of her charm is the fact that she has never lost a case, a point not lost on her predominantly male counterparts at the law firm. But for me, great stories, great characters. But again, it's a fascinating look inside another country's legal system, which, you know, Mary and I are constantly saying, that, you know, things like, well, wait a minute, how can that happen? And, well, I guess it does. And, and just so many little nuances about you know, again, in this case, it's Poland, but... Well, that, that might be a bit rich coming from people who live in a country where uh, a person who tries to overthrow the government uh, can 
potentially be president next. So. Well, good point. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, anyway, so we're, uh, I guess, about midway through this series. It's got five seasons and there are, I think, six or seven episodes each. So, uh, um, you know, probably by this time next week, we'll be finished, um, assuming both of us can remain awake long enough to knock out two or three episodes a night. So, All right. All right, anyway, let's get to uh, Thor Ragnarok, which is a movie that you suggested upon the conclusion of Ragnarok the series. This one was released in 2017, screenplay by Eric Pearson. The writers were Craig Kyle and Christopher L. Yost, directed by somebody that I know you really like, right? Mm -hmm. Taika Waititi. Yep, absolutely. I only know him from Jojo Rabbit. Okay, that's a really good movie. But there was something else I, I saw as I was looking at his IMDb page. But So honestly, if I can recommend one, well, uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, I think. is, is Oh, that's where that's, I know him. Yeah, you might know okay. him from that. But he released a movie in New Zealand called Hunt for the Wilder People that is spectacular. It is such a good movie that if you even a little bit because like i didn't i'd never heard of taika watiti until thor ragnarok came out and then after that i like went and banged out like all his movies over a couple weeks and um yeah big fan well i'm gonna kind of let you uh carve a path out here tonight I, i will say this you know ordinarily we hold off on giving our grades until the end what i'll say for me my my general feeling about this film is that if i give it a grade for what it is and what it's trying to be i give it an a okay for me and my tastes and you know what i like i give it a b maybe a b plus uh you know you know there's too too many things that that i find a little annoying fred brings up you know, one of them in his feedback, uh, but you know, if I had to compare it, let's say it was like, well, which did you like better Thor Ragnarok or Deadpool? I'd have to go with Deadpool. I mean, I, now, I can't argue with you on that one because they're I could, different. You know, um, I just, yeah, I, I, I don't actually, I, I'm not sure how I would answer that question myself. So, you know, okay. I mean, I, I like the light tone, clearly there's a lot of snappy dialogue a lot of familiar name actors yeah the guy that plays odin he, he might have a chance to have a career i, I forget his name but uh, i don't know he's he, he seemed like he was okay i don't know he's yeah. a bit old but you know yeah but uh so you know where, where do you want to start um well uh, we could let's start kind of like what uh, the the production team was getting into with a third Thor movie because the second Thor movie was awful. For a hot minute, it was probably most people's choice as the worst MCU movie, full stop. Wow. So, yeah. not And this movie doesn't really, there's some, like, like Loki dying. That's about all that, but they, explain that through dialogue so you know they don't have to you know you wouldn't have to have seen any of the previous movies they do mention jane foster as well so if you hadn't seen any of the other two movies you wouldn't really understand that but it's also not a major plot point it's just mentioned once the girls say sorry jane dumped you he says oh it was a mutual dumping Uh, and that's it nbd right you know really like as me going into this, I'm like, well, it's a Thor movie. I like Thor. He's one of my favorite Avengers. I'm going to go see the movie. But the last one was just really bad. So, and the one after it, honestly, not that great either. Uh, I'm not a fan of Love and Thunder, even though it's another Taika Waititi joint. And I think he actually wrote that one, which is, you know, maybe he just should stick to the directing for the Marvel movies and let other people write it. I don't know. And then also, as we see at the end, it's a complete set. Have you even seen Infinity War, Avengers of Infinity War? No. Okay. I've not. So the the extra scene at the end there where the spaceship is rolling up on them, that's 
Thanos's spaceship, and and this, ah, okay, and so this is where Infinity War starts. Basically, at the end of this movie is the beginning of Infinity War. So it's um, so it, it is a a basically standalone. Um, it does provide, you know, like I didn't realize how many movies ago the Hulk had disappeared, but it was in the second um, Avengers movie, and there had been. You know, another event, whole Avengers movie had come out uh, completely without the Hulk, uh, which is the, um, well, it's actually Captain America, Captain America Civil War, which is pretty much an Avengers movie. So the, the, what I'm saying is the movie basically stands alone. There are some connecting tissue, uh, not so much before, but certainly uh, after, but um, really basically stands alone. And that's one of the great things about it. Because we don't have to have watched other movies or anything. We just sit down, put in the DVD or the Blu-ray, which I do have the Blu-ray of this movie, and uh, and laugh my head off for a little over two hours. Which, on the one hand, is part of my problem. Is that I got you don't the like sense. laughing? You got something? Well, I do. I do. I didn't feel I was watching a comedy or at least I didn't go into it thinking I was going to watch a comedy Deadpool. I was a little bit more prepared for it and perhaps a bit more accepting of it. Not that I thought Thor Ragnarok was going to be this ultra serious, dark film, but I I guess I feel like they, they took the humor further than I would have liked them to go. But, you know, it, maybe that's a small point. Now, you mentioned well, as a know. standalone. I mean, that, that's a fair point, though. But, I mean, as a standalone, you know, while I've seen some, I don't even know how many Marvel movies there have been. I've probably seen about a third of them. I saw the first Thor movie, so I, you know, I know who Jane Foster is, and, and I, I, I got that reference. But, it didn't really matter that I didn't know Hulk's been missing for a while. I didn't know that Loki was supposedly dead. You know, right. And and now that I know that, doesn't matter. I you know it doesn't you know uh, negate the enjoyment I had watching Thor Ragnarok. And, and again, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. It it was uh, you know it was a fun two hours. I I, I certainly enjoyed it. And, and I mean, one of the things I loved is that they cut his hair. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if that was a big thing in the Marvel community, fan community that is. Yeah, it that, definitely uh, was, for sure. Right? Uh, oh, the, why did they do that? That was yeah, yeah. that was his power. That, uh, you know, I liked it. So Yeah. I, honestly, I haven't read a lot about it. I do remember it was a big deal when he cut his hair. I always kind of pictured Chris Hemsworth saying, listen, I'm sick of wearing the wig. I just want to use my own hair. Let's come up with something where Thor gets his haircut. So I can just have a normal haircut. I don't have to wear this stupid wig. I don't have to take an extra two hours in makeup every day to put this thing on. That's kind of what I picture happening. Yeah. We also wonder how long can somebody like him play this character? Should he want to you know, continue playing them. And, well, as and, long as he can take his shirt off and look like that, I guess. Yeah, would be I guess the, no the kidding. answer to, yeah, to that point. question. Good point. All right, so so a couple of things. Just, just correct me if I'm wrong, which I certainly might be. In the end, Loki does the right thing. Mm. That that for a while there, it was all a ruse on Sakar. So is he? pretending to be i mean i mean he 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 does enough that allows them to escape but you know it's funny because the show that i mentioned i'm watching uh hilka where we've got the uh the psycho antagonist where he does all this stuff he deliberately gets himself put in prison and he deliberately does this. he puts all these roadblocks in his way that end up being part of this evil genius plan okay in the end so i mean is that what we're looking at with loki i mean you know without giving spoilers away because obviously there have been a number of movies after although i guess 
Yeah. Well, and, and limitations the as well, which is kind of weird because like Loki now is just a straight up hero in in his series in, in the Disney Plus series. I haven't really thought when I started thinking about this, like who, because I hadn't really thought very deeply about who is the Loki in the Loki series. I'm, I'm not going to talk about this too much and everything. Just the fact is that the character has changed tremendously from this movie to what he's like now. So it was like almost jarring to see Loki, like to remember that he was like kind of a bad guy, you know, but and again, not all the way a bad guy, but enough, you know, like, like a super evil bad guy, but kind of, you know, like, and, and he's just that existing in, in that ambiguous state of, you know, that's not easily defined. And that's actually one of the great things I love about the character of Loki, because you can't define him as simply, oh, he's a good guy or a bad guy. He's a hero. He's a villain, you know? Like, it's not a binary call with him, right? He's a bunch of things at once, and in one situation, he'll do something that helps the hero, and in another situation, he's going to do something that, that hinders the hero. But uh, it's it's my probably my favorite scene is when Thor finally... You know, when Loki tries to betray him and Thor is like, you know, you just keep doing, you know, and like Thor actually gets the drop on him by putting that little thing in his neck that, uh, you know, whatever, that bolt or whatever. That, that That's definitely uh, a, a unique part of this. Okay. And, you know, we see he and Thor go to Midgard because that's where Loki, who's played by Tom Hiddleston, by the way, and Loki is my wife's favorite Marvel character. She hasn't seen a ton of movies, but... She really did enjoy the first Thor film. So I guess he's kidnapped Odin, and, and that's where right. he's hiding him. I well, what you, what you just skipped over, though, Dave, is probably one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. And okay. that's the play within the play, when Thor returns to Asgard, and it's the death of Loki is being enacted by none other than Matt Damon and Luke Hemsworth. With Sam Neill as as Odin, like this is spectacular, man. This is awesome. Yeah, good point. That yeah, that 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 was pretty. pretty. So and, and it is it, what actually it does. Like the dialogue is straight out of the Dark World at the end of the Dark World. Again, you don't necessarily need to know that, but it is, and it's really funny. And and Matt Damon and, and Luke Hemsworth are absolutely hilarious uh, as actors portraying Loki. They. They take it a bit too far in Love and Thunder. They they bring those two back for Thor Love and Thunder and they you know they're trying to do their next big Thor Loki hit play and everything. It's um one of the one of the many parts of that movie that kind of fall with a dud and everything. But in here it's comic gold. Now Thor goes to Bleecker Street, finds Doctor Strange, and and I'll be honest, uh, I'll always enjoy seeing benedict cumberbatch even though it kind of felt like uh all right let's get one scene where we get dr strange in here and and his character is so unique i think within the marvel universe especially with the uh you know the the superheroes like thor and loki and and odin and you know i mean because like i know like fred didn't really like that scene but i love that scene <laughs> yeah i i like that a lot too i i think because of the fact that he's just his whole attitude towards thor is like you know f you i'll i'll tell you what i need what i know if you promise to never come back and do we have a deal i i, I just love that aspect of it so and, and again i love benedict cumberbatch yeah, which yeah. I, again i mean he's awesome and chris hemsworth like again there, well, yeah, there has sure. been like, the thing is like the other thor movies did have quite a bit of comedy to them as well not nearly as much as this one but you know chris hemsworth did is not unfamiliar with playing thor for for laughs and you know, in this scene where, you know, uh, Dr. Strange keeps zapping him from one room to the next and he's staggering and knocking books over and things like that. Just really, really quality comic acting, I think, by Chris Hemsworth here. And, of course, Ben Cumberbatch, is, as a straight man, does a fabulous job, too. All right. So, again, I'm jumping towards the end with this next comment. But so Asgard is destroyed. Yeah. Molinier is destroyed. 
Well, yeah, that happens early. Yeah. Okay. But it does appear as if Hella is alive. Uh, no, or at the end that, of the movie? Yeah. No. Or, no, so, so. No, she blows up with the rest of Asgard. Okay. Or does she? Wait, uh, that, that's actually, you know, that's funny because that is a thing that I've, you know, I've, I, I will admit, if, if you can't, if you can't already tell, I like this movie a lot. And I've seen this movie a bunch. I couldn't even count how many times I've seen this movie. But I, I do wonder that because, you know, like they often say, like, produce the body, right? Yeah. Uh, habeas corpus. There is no, well, that's you have the body. But, you know, same deal. We don't see her. We don't see her die. But we can probably, I think, assume that she blew up with Asgard, which, you know, the entire planet blew up. To that, we don't see Hela again as of yet. Now, they might bring Kate Blanchett back out for a future movie somewhere, but, um, you know, maybe Thor 5, uh, you know, she'll return and be like, ha-ha, I didn't, I, you know, transported myself out of Asgard right before the end. But So, to your point, no, we don't see her die. So there is some ambiguity left there, some uncertainty. But um, they haven't brought her yet back as as a bad guy. So and she's a pretty formidable bad guy and a, and a extremely compelling character for yeah. sure. So you know, and they've already established that well, just because we killed somebody off doesn't mean we can't come up with some explanation sure. for how they're alive. But what I did find really fascinating and again one of my favorite aspects of this film is when thor realizes that asgard is a people not a place Mm -hmm. i'm like wow and amidst all the tomfoolery and and the goofiness and that that that's pretty freaking cool that's your realization and now that's what you're going to act on yeah and, and you that, have the, the person who tells you to use none other than idris elba yeah oh right and and, and again early on uh, heimdall's gone awol and, and of course it, i don't know who heimdall is i don't know if, if idris elba has, he's a guy with the whistle oh no 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 i know that i'm just what i was gonna say is i don't know if idris elba has portrayed him in a previous he has marvel film so yeah, for me the, in all the thor movies okay so He's i fine. know who heimdall is the character but i didn't know who was going to play him in the film well, you should, because you, you said you saw the other thor movies just the, the first, first one. one yeah i'm positive. No, i don't, re- I'm I don't sure remember He's okay well anyway sure. it was like 2011 or something like yeah, that it was a while back um but he's great you know, i mean the cast in this movie is insane but but just that that idea that we go from trying to prevent Ragnarok to causing it as a way to save the universe as we know it. That, all right, I love that. So, yeah, maybe, maybe I give it a B plus. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, um, that was a nice touch because you're right, the whole time his purpose is to save Asgard, the place. Then Handel's like, no, it's, it's not a place. You know, like Asgard's gone. Like Hela is in control there. Like you're not going to take it back. You're not going to beat her, but you can save these people. And that's really what you came to do. Right. And and that's him, Thor, getting over this idea of like his birthright as the heir to Asgard, the heir to this, you know, the throne on this planet instead to being an actual leader, like a person who cares for the people that he's in charge of. So the people of Asgard head to Earth. They don't. They don't well, they they do ultimately. Loki, well, uh, right, right. But I mean, that's where they're headed. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess you're you're speculating about the spaceship. I'm not speculating. Uh, I'm telling. Fa- fa- <laughs> I know Thanos exactly is. what that spaceship is. Right. 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 So in addition, uh, so when you see Loki goes back to the armory to dump the the crown of Skara into the Eternal Flame. He passes by the Tesseract. He kind of looks at it. Um, he brings it with him. And that's oh, how okay. Thanos gets his hands on the first of the stones. Because that's the very beginning of the movie. Thor assumed that 
the Tesseract was destroyed when Asgard blew up, but unfortunately Loki stole it, and so he has it to hand over to Thanos. So uh, why don't we talk about Hela? You 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 mentioned played by Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Uh, Kate Blanchett with the black hair. Yeah, and, and you know it's funny because I'm, you know, watching this and I'm thinking like you don't even look vaguely familiar as any actor that I know. And and the I voice, finally, like you, you, yeah, I still didn't get it. And I've uh, seen her okay. in plenty of things. Yeah. So I finally had to look it up. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love it when actors like her choose to do a project like this mm-hmm. because it's so out of what she ordinarily does. Yeah, absolutely. And you might even say somebody like Anthony Hopkins as well that, okay, f- well, what about Westworld? Well, Westworld's not a superhero movie, you know? Yeah. So, but. Did you catch who, there was one time he actually says something about, oh, she said her violent appetites move beyond my control. I'm like, now, dude. <laughs> now, had Westworld already aired at that point? 2017, I believe so. Hmm. Anyway, well, it, I'm looking regardless, at season one real quick, just to, to okay. Regardless, that's, oh, okay. So, All yeah. right. I mean, it had to have been right. Okay. Like that's well, such an unusual. I had never actually noticed that before. Dave, I've said I've seen this movie a lot. I've seen it a lot, <laughs> but I've never caught the violent appetites. That's the first time I caught that line, and I was just like, "Oh man." Anthony Hopkins delivering it. That was definitely no accident. And of course, we've got Tessa Thompson playing Valkyrie, who we know from Westworld as sure. one of the central characters in in that series. So yeah, you know, a, a character like Hela, who is so evil, but and again, I, I go back to but the show. And she's what? like, I don't. Th- well, yeah, now we're talking Westworld, you know. She's like designed that way, right? Like like how evil like it's it's like that's her job. She is the god of goddess of of death, right? Well, yes, but I guess when you say she's designed that way, she's Odin's firstborn. By rights, the throne should pass to her, but Something happened along the way. Her father yeah, deemed patriarchy. her. Un- That's what uh, happened, Dave. Okay. And, and so, he, you know, do we, I don't want to say excuse her behavior, but rather at least understand it maybe a bit better. Well, Because, yes, she's evil. Yes, she wants to stand alone in this, I, I would say, autocratic government but that's what they have anyway so you know maybe a benevolent dictatorship is what they had when odin was in charge and clearly she's not going to be benevolent at least not from what we see but given everything that she went through not you know we just hear about it briefly we do see the mural that was covered up absolutely yeah so well, that's what I, she like, and I thought that was like even like a little kind of. I didn't write down the line exactly, but you know, she when she pulls the ceiling down, she's like Odin, you know, proud to have it, but like uh, ashamed of how he got it or something like that. Which is kind of like you know, I, I found again this time I thought about it, thinking that's like a little bit of a statement like about colonialism, right? Like, oh, we have this wonderful empire and all this stuff and like but oh let's not talk about how we got there let's not talk about all the people we killed and all the cultures we've subjugated everything we've destroyed uh in order to to get to this place right and you know you you certainly get the sense that thor doesn't necessarily want to sit in the throne he's willing because he i think recognizes he's the best option at this stage but it's not as if he's fighting for that crown. No, he's actually been avoiding it. I mean, that's why yeah. he's been on Midgard. Um, you know, in the the last two movies, is basically a lot of it has been 
about his growth as a character. That's why when he tells Loki, like, you know, you just don't grow. Like, it's funny because what we have seen from Thor from the first movie to now, he's grown quite a bit. You know, he was very immature, spoiled prince in, in the first movie. And now he's really um, got to a point where he doesn't really even want to rule. He just wants to, you know, he his experience with the Avengers has led him to, you know, want to help people and do good in the world and things like that. And now he's part of the Revengers. Right. Fit right in in that the uh, American political system great, at the moment. Great. But, uh, well, speaking of the American political system, right, there's – you know, uh, when Hella says, soldiers dying for nothing, all because they couldn't see the future. Sad. And I'm just like, ah, oh, man, total, total Trump burn there, right? Sure. Um, that's good. Yeah. You know, and, and then, you know, comp- again, comparing, you know, here is this cult of personality who's taking power and wants power no matter what, no matter what that means for the people that she governs and not caring for the people particularly for the people she governs. So. Heimdall, you know, we, we mentioned a few minutes ago. And, and do we know where he is? I mean, I, I mean, obviously he shows up. He does his uh, best imitation of, of Moses leading the people to the promised land. And at least that's what he thinks he's doing. Right. But as you point out, that, that promised land will apparently have to wait for a few movies. See, uh, that's that's always been the part where – because I've only the second movie, I've maybe seen twice, um, and that's maybe two times too many. And <laughs> I never understood it. They have Christopher Eccleston speaking some. You know, you. All right, I'm not going to go off about the second movie. I could go on about it for hours about, that. but but I, I really haven't seen. It. So I, th- there's a lot of stuff that's in Thor Ragnarok that I'm, I can't remember if it actually was set up previously or. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because, like, we saw Loki die, and Loki has been out of the picture until now, until this movie. So when Odin changes into Loki, we're as shocked as anyone else. Uh, we didn't know that uh, Odin was in a retirement community back on Earth. You know, so all that stuff is had happened off stage. We learn about it at the same time that Thor learns about it. All right, what next? Okay, let's well let's talk about uh, Taika Waititi as a masterful director, but also his uh, job as an actor as the ever lovable Korg. And the first time I heard Taika Waititi speak, he says, "Hey, hey, take it easy, man." <laughs> or "Hey, hey, hey," he says. Sorry, I blew that one. He says, "Hey, hey, hey, take it easy, man." I wish I could say it with that uh, New Zealand accent that he uses because it's perfect. Um, but uh, certainly a, a fabulous character in, in, in this of Korg, the uh, the would be leader of rebellions. I did see Stan Lee, right? You did. He's the one who cut uh, Thor's hair. Okay. And one of I think is maybe his second to last cameo. I think his last cameo was as like a bus driver in Captain Marvel, which I think might have been the next movie. Yeah, he, he passed away soon after uh, this movie. He might have had already passed away when this movie came out. Um, another core great. Piss off, ghost. He's freaking gone. <laughs> Korg's got a lot. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, Thor's describing, trying to describe Molnir, describe how it, pulled him off he says oh my god the hammer pulled you off he's like pulled me off the ground (laughs) so um just hilarious things there like lots of lots of uh the duran duran rio t-shirt that uh um bruce banner is wearing he has to wear tony stark's clothes he's always pulling at the crotch of the pants because he says tony wears his pants too tight oh yeah yeah (laughs) how did i miss the duran duran t-shirt though i don't know it's the, oh the cover of the album Rio, man. It's, it's the shirt he has on there. So good stuff. You know, Thor hiding himself by flipping a, uh, a cloth over his face. Um, that does great. Uh, the whole thing with, with Hulk, I mean, like I said, we hadn't seen Hulk since the end of Age of Ultron, which was the second Avengers movie. So there's quite a few movies have come out in the meantime. 
um, without the Hulk in them, as I said, most notably uh, the uh, Captain America Civil War. So, the, you know, the, the Quinjet, like at the end of that movie, he, as we saw in, in Ragnarok, and Ragnarok actually does a good job of kind of like, okay, if you missed any of the previous movies, here's the backstory you need to know. And, you know, the Hulk at the end uh, was in the Quinjet that was heading out in the space and uh, Black Widow told him to turn around. And for some reason he didn't, just kept shooting out in space and we hadn't seen him since. And then here's where he is. He's on Sakaar. Yeah, so we get we get Black Widow via uh, Zoom, right? Yes, right. Um, and th- that's the, the whole uh, sun's going down, right? Because that was how she calmed uh, the Hulk, right? In yeah. uh, Age of Ultron, th- th- we discover she has this trick for getting the Hulk to settle down and turn to Bruce Banner. It's, um, it's sun's getting low and everything like that. And so uh, Thor keeps saying, sun's going down, sun's getting low and everything. And he's like, why do you keep saying that? Because, of course, Banner wouldn't be familiar with that at all, right? It's the Hulk who hears those words, not Bruce Banner. So that was really, uh, really freaking hilarious like when he does that. Uh, just the whole world of Sakaar, I think, is just so brilliantly imagined. Uh, the fight between Thor and Hulk is incredible it's just such a good well done uh you know piece of of obviously mostly cgi when thor sees hulk he goes yes i know him from work you know like, <laughs> yeah like great and of course jeff goldblum yeah is, jeff goldblum is is awesome as the yeah. the the master uh, grandmaster 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 right that's yeah. right did you did you catch the second um scene post-credit scene i i did uh you mean where he's in the trash heap or yeah yeah, yeah. and then and, and uh i guess he's fallen from power at that point i guess is the idea yeah it's like yeah you know you can't have a revolution with someone to overthrow so yay us right <laughs> yeah like that's just jeff goldblum's yeah. great like uh fred will mention that we saw um what's her name uh rachel house right who was in Foundation? Right, um, is in here. A great, a great scene. Really uh, great comedy. Her playing off of Tessa Thompson and everything. Like you know, when the Grandmaster saying, you know, I always say she's the. It starts with a B, and she says trash. He's like, wait, <laughs> what? That doesn't even start with a B. You know, like so. It's. He's like, did you? Were you just trying to call her trash? Like, oh my God. it's just. There's just so many. There's just so many like little funny lines in this movie like that and everything. So, oh, so I, I did say, and I'll stop talking because I could go on talking about this movie for ages and ages and ages. I do really love this movie. I get you didn't. I know Fred for sure didn't, but I I will not let that affect my absolute adoration for this movie. Um, I will probably watch this movie uh, time and time again for the rest of my life. Um, even watching it now again, I was still laughing out loud at jokes that I knew were coming, you know, so. So the I'm stepping in it. I'm stepping in it <laughs> when he vaporizes his own cousin and everything. So, uh, oh, uh, again, I, I I will stop talking soon. But Carl Urban, a scourge, right? Yeah, Carl Urban, who's uh, plays Bones McCoy in the Star Trek movies. Uh, played, he was in the the Lord of the Rings movies. I can't believe the name of the person. He he was the you know the head of the Rohirrim. He was in some TV sci-fi yeah, yeah, yeah. cop uh, show, right? Almost Human, I think it was. Called, right, 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 right. That was that was a great show. That was that was really good. Yeah. Um, but again, just like the 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 level of the quality of the people in this cast, I I would just to be a like a fly on the wall just to be able to see these, these well i mean i know maybe actors sometimes are pretty vapid people but these are some really amazing actors that they brought together to, sure. to be in this you know and even to get people like matt damon to stop in and just be in like one little scene it was uh just just uh fabulous stuff you know like uh my father is dead as are the princes you're welcome you know, <laughs> yeah. like it's just like stuff like that you know it's uh just amazing, like uh, just fat, just a, a really, really good script, um, which I think, again, not to take away from Taika Waititi, because like, again, his movies that I've, I've, I've seen all of his, I've seen all of his movies and they're, they're all very, very well written and they're very funny. Um, but, you know, his, 
sec his second foray when he wrote i believe he wrote uh, love and thunder and just was not nearly as good and actually i made the mistake of watching thor ragnarok the night before we went to see thor love and thunder and so i was expecting it to be much the same and it was not and uh it's probably a little bit of a disservice to the when uh the grandmaster doesn't want to hear the word slave so um topaz says sorry the the prisoners with jobs have armed themselves. Yeah. All right. You want to go to listener feedback? Yeah, let's just go to listener feedback. All right. We will be right back. Hello, Dave and Wayne and all listeners to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for the 2017 movie Thor Ragnarok. Fortunately, I didn't have to break my strain of continuous feedback because I was in cardiac surgery in the middle of the week, but I'm always recording in the weekend, so that didn't disturb that. I have some arrhythmias, and they did a ablation procedure. So going in with catheters in your groin, and they lead to your heart, and then they burn something there. Well, I will spare you the details. On the other hand, you probably know somebody who had the same kind of procedure, because it is done quite often, especially in atrial fibrillation, or abbreviated called AVIP. First off, coming back to last week's podcast, talking about the series Bodies, which we will do from next week onwards, I indeed watched the whole mini-series of six episodes and I really didn't think you would do it as a podcast. Although I did get a tip from you, Dave. Otherwise I would have waited and I would have done it one episode a week. But now you are going to do it non-spoiler free. I'm happy I watched it all. Talking about watching and talking about tips from you, Dave, I also started Absolute Beginners, the Polish miniseries you recommended. I'm at episode 4 and it's indeed quite refreshing and a nice coming-of-age miniseries. Not a series I normally would watch. So, thank you for the tip. The lead female character, Lena, is a very nice combination of a cheeky, straightforward girl, but is on the other hand on the spectrum, which makes her character quite interesting and appealing. Okay, going into Marvel's Thor Ragnarok. Ha ha ha, so funny this movie of two hours. So much humor, so nice, cynical and quick on their feet. I would give it a straight A+. Well, actually, it gets a B- from me. If you, for instance, see the whole sequence with Doctor Strange, the amount of so-called humor and humoristic remarks and events is so high-paced that it's becoming annoying. And for a film like Deadpool, I would expect that because it's the whole setting. But in these kind of movies, I don't expect that. On the other hand, if you see the Tony Stark stuff in Iron Man, it's also having this kind of humor and pace. But that really belongs to Iron Man and Tony Stark. Tony Stark is an over-the-top person, so you can expect that there. I don't think that about Thor. I did like the Grandmaster and his kind of humor. Jeff Goldblum really hits it here. His servant, by the way, Paul Tupas, is played by Rachel House that we just saw in Foundation as Talon Bond. Why do I like the humor on the Grandmaster? Because he is a freaky guy and the freaky guys may have this kind of humor. Thor as a serious thunder god shouldn't have that. Hella reminds me of Maleficent, played by Angelina Jolie. Well, Kate Blanchett, who plays Hella, does it magnificent. Although I like her better as Galadriel in The Lord of the Rings. Or mainly, actually, in The Hobbit. World-building, special effects, etc. is, of course, great. And I wouldn't give that a B-. minus. That's, of course, much more worth. But... Okay, as a whole, as a story, I'm not so pleased by this movie. I like the role of Tessa Thompson as the Valkyrie. The term Valkyrie, of course, reminds me of Lost Girl. 
And Tessa Thompson also reminds me of 66 Park Avenue, of which you did one episode, the pilot, on my special Patreon request. Okay, that will be all on Thor Ragnarok, and I'm looking forward to Buddies. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Hello to Dave and Wayne and everyone at Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. Alan from England here, mostly with feedback about Thor Ragnarok. What else I'm watching? I finished Three Body, episode 30. I really enjoyed that, but I was a massive fan of the book. I hear that they are doing book two, so at least I'll be looking forward to that, although I'm not quite sure how many years that's going to be. Apparently it took about seven years to make the first one. Still enjoying Doctor Who with Donna, episode two of a three-part limited series, you could say. One more episode to go next weekend. Thor, Ragnarok. As is often the case, I watched the first 10 to 15 minutes thinking, I don't remember this. I don't remember this. Have I seen this? I remember the first Thor movie pretty well. And I know I have seen Dark World, but I am a bit hazy on that. And I wasn't sure if I needed a rewatch to kind of bridge the gap between whatever happened at the end of Thor The Dark World and the start of uh, Ragnarok. But I thought if I start that I'm going to be down the MCU rabbit hole and that'll take me months. I haven't seen uh, Thor Love and Thunder so at least I couldn't get confused with that one. I did like the start. Uh, Marvel's Thor is certainly a lot handier with the hammer than Magna from Ragnarok. Just everything's turned up to 11 with that guy. I didn't remember the bit where they were reacting Loki's demise in that stage setting on Asgard. That reminded me of something similar from Game of Thrones. I didn't remember that Jeff Goldblum was the Grand Master. He was awesome. From that point on... Everything was then familiar and full of the action you'd expect. I did like all the interactions with the Hulk. One of my favourite parts, when Thor was taken first to the Grand Master's world, to the tune of Pure Imagination from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory from 1971. And he was going through that portal or tunnel and screaming like he was on the Wonkatania, Willy Wonka's ship that went across the Chocolate Lake. An enjoyable romp. I'm getting that kind of rewatch pull that makes me think I need to go back and watch all the Avengers movies. Well, we'll see how that goes. Take care. Alan from England. Um, You know, I don't really have anything to say, Alan, about your feedback other than God bless you. You're still plugging away on three body. um, So you must be getting close. Fred, gosh, I hope everything's going well post-surgery. Uh, it's he mentioned that probably a lot of us know somebody that had to go through that procedure um my mother-in-law did actually a couple years ago but man um yeah probably not fun yeah my no my mom has afib too so yeah but i mean Um, just like really um wow like fred took i think we we could have given you like a uh a a you know, pass for this week or something. We give you like an honorary, your feedback done award or something. <laughs> really, I, I edit one of his past feedbacks and you know, yeah, something. cut, could, cut and paste and rearrange it. Yeah. You know, the way they do we it. Always the fake find stuff. a way to weasel things when you know we don't have an idea for our next episode. So. Oh, we could do have an AI do right? feedback for yeah. Fred. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Um, you know, Fred mentions that he's watching that series I mentioned called Absolute Beginners on Netflix. And Fred, I definitely agree about the female lead who you know, we learn in the series is on the spectrum. But that, that, that's, I, I think, the beauty of her character is just she's so compelling. But, you, you know, again, not to belabor one of my issues with the movie. And, and I liked it. Don't Seriously, I, I did enjoy Thor Ragnarok. But I, I, I do agree with Fred that that's, Sometimes more isn't better. And I think a little bit more judicious use of some of the dialogue. And like Fred mentions, it seemed like in 
places it was sort of misplaced given the character that was saying the line or who was having the line said to him or her. So, you know, I'll just stop there. But yeah, I mean, uh, I I have to just kind of disagree with that. I mean, I think probably one of the, my favorite parts of this movie, and I actually put this in my notes, is the pacing. Oh, it just keeps going boom, 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 one, one scene to the next, right? And it doesn't pretend to be. It doesn't pretend to be a thoughtful movie, right? It doesn't aspire to be a really serious movie. Um, it aspires to be a fun movie, right? That has action and humor, and I guess there's not really romance in it, but just a lot of action, a lot of humor. And just a, a bang bang pace that you know. So you you know, boom boom boom, one scene to the next. You don't really have time to to digest and think about. It. And I can see how a lot of people have a problem with that, and I, that's valid, right? That's a valid um, dispute of, of this of this movie. But I personally really think the pace is great and how it just blasts through the whole movie. Um, it really and, I, and honestly, and I guess part of that might be. Because I just I go back and I watch it again and again and and um, so I guess maybe in my mind it slows down a little bit because I know everything that's going to happen. But you know, still even watching this when you know, like when they, they go to see Doctor Strange, I'm like, oh, that's right. Like I'd almost forgotten that that Doctor Strange bit was in this movie. You know, so but I see, know. I agree with everything you said. Which I go back to the top of the podcast where my grade for what this is trying to be and what it is, it's an A. It, it, it's it's great at what it is is doing. So yeah, I, I've no problem. It's just, yeah, again, not to belabor the points, it's not the kind of film that I gravitate that's, towards. That's fine. Yeah. There's so nothing uh, wrong with that, Dave. Yeah. So anything else uh, about feedback? Nothing about feedback, but there, there was something I meant to say that I talked about, I would say at the beginning, and that is how the one thing that I really remember from seeing it in the movie theater to that was just can't has, I've not been able to replicate at home. And that's in the beginning when he's he, he, the, the fight at the very beginning when immigrant song kicks in. Oh my God. When the, that the happens, use of music in this film. It's, it's yeah. awesome, right? Yes. Yes. Immigrant song in the movie theater, big screen. My my mind jumped out of my head. It was incredible. And so when I watched it at home, I'm like, okay, here comes Immigrant Song. But it's just like I can't turn up as loud because there's usually people sleeping upstairs, so I can't crank it. Maybe if I could crank it all the way, it would kind of simulate what it was like in the movie theater. But all of a sudden, it went from – because it's just like dialogue uh, between him and – Oh, the big guy with the in the beginning. You know, it's just like some dialogue, and all of a sudden, boom! Like he grabs Molnir, immigrant song kicks in. He starts playing. It's just like, woo! You know, like oh, I mean, you know, come on. We come from the land of the ice and snow, yeah. from the midnight sun where the hot springs flow, the hammer of the gods. Yeah. Oh, come on. And it's freaking Zeppelin, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Let's see. Look, I'm just saying, multiply that yeah. by like. A million when yeah. you're in the movie theater. And, yeah. Uh, oh, sure. It was great. So, yep. yeah. All right. Well, we will leave it there. Uh, uh, you know, dude, I'm just going to give it an A. Uh, so, okay. uh, you might want to give it an A plus. I am definitely, I'm, not gonna, I'm not embarrassed to give it an A plus. Okay. All right. Sounds fair. All right. Well, listen, that'll do it for this episode of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. Thank you for joining us. Love to hear what you think about Thor Ragnarok, the series Ragnarok that we just completed. Check out the Facebook group if you haven't already. Sci-Fi TV Rewatch at gmail.com is the way you can reach us. As we said, we're going to start Bodies next week. Don't listen to the podcast. If you haven't seen the entire series, we'll put up spoiler warnings at the beginning of next week's discussion. So we'll be back next week to talk about the series premiere of Bodies. But until then, Dave, you're, you're embarrassing me. I told them we were friends.